0: Audrey, I can't believe it. It's it's Wednesday night. And despite all the craziness that has happened over the past few weeks, Tech Vibe Radio stays on the air because of technology. Simple as that. Zooming it, man. <laughs> Who would have ever thought? Like in oh, the whatever 12- it
1: takes. Whatever it takes, we're going to do it.
0: That's right. I mean, think about, dude, we've been doing this show for 12 years. Remember, we were doing the show when, when when the bottom fell out in 2008. We were actually recording in the studio as the stock market fell to pieces that one day.
1: I know. And we've and, been, <laughs> I know, we've been I through remember. a lot.
0: It anyway. doesn't matter what happens, Audrey. We have so many great stories that are happening out there. But more importantly... Everyone needs to know the Tech Council. Our doors are still virtually open. We are serving. We have pivoted and are doing things that we didn't think possible in order to be helpful to our members and businesses. And Audrey, I need you to take off on this and start talking about our businesses first of all,
1: I'm just first of all, I'm so proud. I just want to do a brag about the team at the tech Council who are Thank working. Yeah do it. because we, just like any other company, had to say to ourselves, okay, wait, we do a huge amount of events. We do a huge amount of visibility. We do a lot that where we're actually pressing flesh. We're visiting right. our elected officials. We're doing things that within an in, in almost overnight became no longer something that we we're able to do, stop. Right. And we sat around and said, what can we do? What are our assets? What can we build? And then fast forward, we're at 10 days of actually – 11, 12, 13 days into having a noon series of zooms that runs pretty much 30 minutes, unless we have a double header, starts right at noon. And we have had our elected officials. We've had our city elected officials. We've had um, the head of the Western PA S you know, SBA, we have had, you know, the Western PA attorney general and everyone is involved in a ascertaining what our current environment is, how we can have the support. Huntington bank has helped us with the series, which is their relationship and belief in us is, is fantastic. I can't
0: say nothing, what they've done to pump us up, to keep this. Yeah. And
1: AT&T has supported us on our public policy series and they're doing incredible things Mm -hmm. in terms of their contribution to their respective communities to make sure that everyone's connected. So we pivot, we make these kinds of changes and, we have had, I don't know, eleven hundred people, maybe at least listen in easily over over maybe fifteen hundred. Anyway, I can't even keep up. I mean, but the know, amount of sessions
0: them- got at least two hundred fifty people logging into this thing, and we have yeah. it's interactive. There's a chat. We're getting the questions out, answering, answering the questions,
1: and we're doing what we know. It's not like we're trying to create what we don't know. And uh, we know how to help in all these different arenas, so we were we actually worked in rapid fire to to pivot this. So I, you know, it's listen the strong survive uh, in any kind of business. Um, these are absolutely tough times. It's early in the game to know what the economic fallout would be, but it's not hard to predict it. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to see the kinds of impact and changes that we're already having and where it's going to fall you know the stimulus act at the federal level has you know probably not enough to help everyone and not enough to help small businesses so we've been maniacal in trying to make sure that we are helping small businesses understanding the rules so that small technology companies that are venture backed can be taking advantage of some of the stimulus mm-hmm. and making sure that People are still like why we do the shows to make sure that people get customers, There's strategic relationships, there's partnerships that we continue to proliferate and uh, leveraging all that we do. So, first of all, as a leader and in this community, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of the Tech Council. And uh, I'm, I'm lucky that we have this kind of platform to articulate all the connections that we have and just continue to tell stories because we have to forge ahead. Life goes on. It
0: goes on, and absolutely.
1: We need to be safe. We need to be smart. We need to be collaborative. We need to be partnered with the right people and the right leaders. But we're not going to wait. Nope. We're not going to wait. And that's what I love about yeah. this work and the team that we have. So we're far from perfect. We are experimenting with lots of different things. We are trying to run ourselves like a business and provide a tremendous amount of value each and every day. And I believe that Pittsburgh will, will thrive. I do. I worry about the bifurcation of our community, just like any other city that has people that are knowledge workers and then those who are service workers. You can see The demarcation just in the unemployment stats, and you can see the capabilities of those that are knowledge workers that actually are able to work from home. These are issues that we will tackle. I know we will tackle. The Tech Council will be part of solving some of those problems and figuring out ways to do that. But we've always cared about those issues. So it's not like we're all of a sudden reacting in a way that isn't unique for us. These are all the things that are aligned to our mission the objectives. So I'm a little, you know, working, you know, crazy and long hours, just like you are, Jonathan. I worry about being on all the time. I hope that it brings some passion and some, um, some amount of joy, but we do all need to take a break and figure out ways to create this new world of balance. Definitely. And, uh, you know, as a leader, I feel like I've probably learned More about myself and my team in the in the last six weeks than I might have in a year. Yeah, absolutely,
0: it gets a little accelerated, huh? (laughs)
1: Right, it's somewhat exhilarating, and uh, it you know I want to be held accountable to that. Isn't
0: it weird how like over the course of a day, like I find myself because like I said, we're all working really long days here, but I we we go through these these ups and these downs. You're like, wow, we we do a business as usual, and I see all these people being helped. And I'm like, whoa, this is cool. People are getting knowledge. And then the next minute you're getting news of people being laid off and you're like, oh my God, then you're like, what can I do? So you get these ups and these downs, but you know, the, everything you're doing is trying to help the ecosystem and just make a connection somewhere, get someone in front of somebody somewhere during this craziness. Right.
1: Right. Right. It's so
0: amazing times, that's for sure.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, it's, so we're still going to have opportunities to talk to people. We've, set up virtual help desks. We're going to continue to do these, uh, noon Zooms for our foreseeable future. We are going, we have, uh, crafted new programs in terms of tight knit collaborations across market sectors. Yep. We are very passionate about the manufacturing and advanced manufacturing and robots. We are relentless. And so it's, it's great to see people who can add value and can be so close to yeah. what's really happening here. It's amazing. I am, I'm honored to be able to be a part of this Pittsburgh community, but I can tell you seeing the long traffic lines at the food bank.
0: Yeah. Um, Devastating. has
1: been just unbelievable. So I'm so thrilled that we can talk to 412 food rescue yes. and have Leah on the show yep. and that we can talk a little bit about the work that she's doing and she's been doing. again, most of the people that we're talking to, it is not as though they're creating these new companies right now. Right. So I'm glad that we still have an opportunity to talk about this.
0: Absolutely. And we also have Nisha Arclay from Precisa Stopping By. She has some great insight on how to to really navigate change management, with all the changes that are going on in our offices right now. And we have Lisa Abel Palmieri, who's from the Boys and Girls Club of Western Pennsylvania Stopping By to talk about how they're keeping their kids engaged how they're really getting STEM moving forward, even even in these times when we can't connect the way we normally connect. So there's so many great stories here, Audrey. I'm so pumped to be bringing this show on a Wednesday night, hopefully inspire a few people, get some knowledge to some people. And we're here every Wednesday night. If you go to your favorite podcast channel, wherever that is, you can download all of our interviews. Our catalog is massive. You can find our business as usual series there. You can find the new Tech Vibe One, One Mic Stand. We have in-depth conversations with some folks that are navigating this, this, this coronavirus right now. So there's so much going on. We're taking a quick break. We're coming right back. This is Jonathan Kirsting.
1: And this is Audrey Rousseau.
0: Learn more about us at pghtech.org. We are back here on tech Vibe radio this is jonathan kirsting and this is audrey russo audrey my enthusiasm just gets higher and higher why because we're doing tech vibe through zoom i know it doesn't matter it. man we're getting stories out we're letting people know the pittsburgh tech ecosystem is is, is getting through this
1: well the world just goes on it doesn't stop right That's
0: it right. doesn't
1: stop so we're just a set of spinning plates, so we're thrilled to be able to take <laughs> set the time of spinning
0: plates. to talk exactly. to people
1: who are, who are doing some really interesting things and forging ahead. So Very we nice. have a, a cool guest here.
0: Yeah. Um, He's a good uh, friend of ours, uh, too, at the Tech Council. Yes,
1: yeah, so definitely a good friend. I'm going to pass the baton and let her introduce herself and uh, tell us what she's up to. Awesome.
3: Hello, everyone. I am Neysha. I am the founder and CEO of Precisa. Delighted to be here today from the home headquarters of Precisa. <laughs> I can see. your
0: HQ looks great. And Audrey, oh, I have gosh. one note. I have one note here. That I got to get in. This is why I love Neysha so much. Wow. So, Uh-oh. When we first moved into our new offices, she double parked and brought us donuts. <laughs> I'm just saying, like she was, she came rushing in and they weren't just donuts. They were peace loving little
3: donuts. I oh, cannot God. believe that you remember that. And and I'll remember i remember that forever. I, I, typically, <laughs> I typically obey the laws, but I was in a rush and those donuts were warm and they needed they to be warm. delivered warm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know your way into Jonathan's heart. at yes, least, you do. If not the rest of the team. <laughs> so, so talk a little bit about, your business premise, and the work that you do.
3: I, um, I launched this business um, um, with the understanding that I always love working very hard. I always um, uh, like delivering and, and giving value to the activities and projects, but needing just that holistic flexibility to do more um, of the activities that are passionate to me, like community work and, and of course, having a little bit of more harmony between work and, and home. Um, So, after a long, long uh, thought process, I launched Precisa almost four years ago, which I I believe is four years already. And basically, we help organizations um, maneuver and go through transformational change. But our unique value proposition is that we take care of the human element. I think when you are in large-scale organizations, we are set to go and run. And sometimes when timelines and budgets get constrained and when we get tied up with so many multiple priorities, we forget about the element of the key element for any transformation, which is the employee base and the human factor. So that's what I try to infuse within the transformation initiatives that I do. So lots of change management, lots of organizational design, but looking forward at where you want to be as an organization when you grow up.
1: And so what, is that, what happens? I mean, sometimes, so here we are, like in this time of virtuality that is, you know, probably going to stay with us longer than we imagined. How, and then you're talking about, you know, relationships and the human factor and the elements of um, the elements that occur of function and dysfunction. How, how do you help there? What what kinds of things do you do to remind and still and integrate?
3: So actually, it's very, very interesting because I think situations like this one bring up to the surface hidden issues that the organization had in their operations mm. more than yeah. ever, Absolutely. more than ever. You know, when you're together, you kind of patch up this, right. band-aid that, and, and keep moving but you don't have any option here because you have to rely on your tools, your operations and your process to make effective something that is new to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So what we put together is basically programs that enable cross collaborations and then enable tools to equip those leaders with the tools that they need to continue the work and move forward Considering that there's a human element and that the real internal relationships have to be uh, basically elevated more than where they were um, when they were physically working together. Overall, what we do is uh, establish. Um, 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 programs that force people to cross collaborate and listen to each other and understand what risk new implementations have when you engage different departments and different areas of your business.
0: Sounds like you could be a therapist at some point. <laughs> engaged, Actually
3: so. is
1: one <laughs> <What>? element. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this resonates with me so much because I'm typically a person who moves fast anyway. And, you know, um, You know, think that people can read read my mind, and but that's a whole other conversation. But I I imagine that um, during the times that we're in right now, people are running on you know a lot of unknown, a lot of uncertainty, and as a result, they're um, maybe leaving some people behind and maybe making they're making rapid decisions. So, what's some of your advice there? What kind of guidance?
3: Actually, my uh, latest column talk about this is very, very important for each and every leader of your teams. I'm not saying necessarily of the organization, but of your teams to connect with those people at a personal level. We have to understand that there are people that have never done this.
1: Right. Before.
3: Before and that have never worked from home before. Yes, a lot of us have before, but that's not the case 100% of the time. So, definitely, number one, connect with your people one on one. Number two, uh, set expectations. And not only expectations with your team, also expectations with your internal and external customer. What to expect? when to expect it, and in what fashion, so that everyone is aware of what's happening and what can they expect what they're typically delivering or what they're receiving, right? Uh, And the third thing which I love is the proliferation, proliferation of these internal um, and virtual happy hours. Mm -hmm. Just you have to create safe spaces for people to come and decompress. I don't know about you guys, but most of us are dealing with homeschooling, work internal um uh, fight for spaces with uh, working partners and, and husbands so we are under a lot of stress, stress and harmony has to come up between work and, and life more than ever so just creating internally in your work set a safe space for for everyone to come together and just decompress, even if it's whining um, for a little bit, that is very, very important to create a, um, a connection and create a sense of trust in these virtual times.
0: It's very solid. Easier invite. said
3: than done. Yeah. It, oh, well, incredibly well, I, said than like, Incredibly. Yeah. How do we do it Especially then? We need,
0: we need more information here, Nisha. I love where you're going <laughs> with this.
3: I, uh, it's all about discipline. You as a leader, just establish the first, the avenues for uh, cross collaboration and get the discipline to carve out a little bit of your time to connect with those employees and make those safe spaces for connection. Discipline above above all else.
1: So I don't know how much time we have left, but
3: I know that this is
1: everything that you're talking about is really relevant. What is your website?
3: My website is Precisa, www.precisa.com. Okay. And, they, and anyone
1: today who's wrestling with some of the issues that we've just yeah. so lightly covered upon should know that you could reach out to Neysha and uh, you'll, you will be surprised the kind of comforting that you might get and the transformation effect that it will have Ooh. with your team, no matter what size.
0: Audrey, she also has some really great white papers on her site as well, too. So you can, you can learn a lot by going there. And we always say reach out to her because these are, these are challenging times, but she can definitely offer some insight and guidance to really keep that, that whole change thing not so crazy. So, Nesha, thank you so much for hanging out with us today on Tech Vibe. Be safe out there. Yes.
3: Thank you, everyone, and stay safe and healthy.
0: That's the plan. Hey, we're taking a break. We've got more Tech Vibe Radio coming your way. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Our doors are open virtually to help you in every way that we possibly can. Go to pghtech.org to learn more about it. We'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back, everybody. It is Tech Vibe Radio here on KDKA. Of course, we're doing this all Via Zoom. Audrey, I never thought Zoom would be such an important tool in our life. And dang it, Essential. we're actually recording radio shows with it.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's what I asked for for presents for my birthday last week. For Zoom? Zoom stock. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> very good. Very I don't want good.
4: anything else. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, but first off, I, I, Audrey, I'm so pumped that we have she's actually just back with us. We had to have her back on the show during this crazy time. Vila Zarondo from 412 Food Rescue. Thanks for taking the time to hang out with us and update us on all the awesome, awesome work that you are doing right now as so many of us are just in this like, I don't want to say panic, but kind of panic.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a crazy last month for sure. Just, you know, it was creeping up on us somewhat at the end of February, but we really didn't know what the impact was. And then, you know, mid-March, it just hit like, boom, this is your new reality.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so before we start talking about the new reality, just to let our listeners know, just to remind them, just the basics of 412 Food Rescue, what you do and how you do it.
4: Yeah. When we were founded um, five years ago, it was really to respond to the disconnect between the fact that we waste 40% of our food while so many Americans, forty million at that time, are food insecure. So it's we are a logistics company. We basically pick up surplus food from donors, such as grocery stores and you know institutions and workplaces, and then donate them to nonprofits and charities that serve people. Um, so we deliver, you know, and we deliver. <laughs> exactly. we deliver. We deliver,
1: and then. <laughs> so, Talk about this delivery piece, because that's a really important component in in terms of paradigm shift of volunteering and also what you're actually doing. That's a huge disruption.
4: Right. So we deliver in the same way that DoorDash and Instacart delivers. We have a network of drivers that use their own cars. Um, But the biggest difference, of course, is that these drivers are volunteers, And we have, you know, at that time, over 10,000 people that received these push notifications of of deliveries that need to be made. Um, You know, and we never thought, you know, two weeks later or at this time in our lives that, that that way of volunteering is going to be pretty much one of the few safe ways to volunteer because when you deliver, you know, you're by yourself, there's, you know, no contact with anyone. It's you know acquire congregation and it's needed now more than ever as a lot of people right. are isolated and homebound. So our strategy and you know we we wanted to deliver door to door and in this crisis now we're, we're we've accelerated that and we're doing it. We are a true door to door service. We piloted it last week, and we're going to slowly scale
1: it. And so, if you are someone listening and you might be food insecure, where do you fit? on 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 this um strategy that you've deployed. So how would they get engaged for those people who are who don't have access to food?
4: Yeah, so we still work through our nonprofit partners such as food banks, food pantries, churches, um senior um organizations. And what you can do if you're homebound, especially if you're a senior and you have no other option, um you call the one of our partners nearest you and you can find that on our website, dot org um, get yourself, um, listed in their list and we will get to you when we work with that partner.
1: Okay. And then if I want to volunteer and I want to talk a little bit about the volunteering Definitely. piece, just overall, cause I think you're doing two things. One is you're actually getting people to volunteer in a safe way, but you're also disrupting, um, the way people volunteer.
4: Yeah. So, you know, a lot of traditional volunteering can be done right now. And when I say traditional, it's because you're doing it with a group. You know, even our food pantries and food banks have experienced such a decline in volunteers. They are not actually allowed to accept volunteers in their facilities. Um, And so we have all of these people now looking for ways to make a difference. And the only real way right now is to deliver something, you know, and you can sign up through our app and And you will get all of the opportunities that are available. You will be equipped with gloves, which is why we work through nonprofit partners that, you know, are able to equip you with gloves. Um, And then you will get a list of people that need help. And what better way to spend your day, you know, by yourself, but really
1: making tremendous impact to someone that day. And then, but, but reel it back a little bit before the pandemic. You were also, I believe, that you were also onto this new way of engagement and volunteer. Yeah.
4: yeah. So, you know, we are the largest volunteer food transport network, I would say, in the world. Um, and it's, it's an aggregation of everyone that, you know, wants to find a way to make a difference. But before the pandemic, well, maybe even now, you know, don't know how to, don't have the time. They just, they, they, everyone wants to make a difference. So we make it easy for people. We remind you via push notifications every day that you can take 20 minutes out of your day. You're already going from, let's say the tech council to, I don't know, Mm -hmm. somewhere in Oakland, such a short distance. You know, you can go and maybe collect the food at one of the, um, you know, robotics companies right by the tech council right. and then drop it off at Community Human Services in Oakland, which is a food pantry. So it, it takes 10 minutes, right? And you've done something that is highly impactful. You see the people you're going to help. You're not dropping it off at some warehouse, you know, and, and you know what the impact you created that day.
1: That's awesome, and so, To me, what it. makes that so profound is that I've always said over these last, particularly the last decade, in the transformation of work in terms of automation, um, technology, and knowledge workers, is that people want to have a direct impact and they don't necessarily want to necessarily have a third or an intermediary or something proscribed, you know, for them in terms of how they would volunteer. Mm -hmm. And this, to me, is is marks the beginning of that disruption the manifestation of that now obviously it's not going to apply to all situations and all kinds Mm -hmm. of nonprofits and needs but i think that through understanding that people want bits and bytes and weave their work and personal life in ways that perhaps we didn't do a decade ago that this allows for that this allows Mm -hmm. for it to be embroiled in your day-to-day and i think for the future for you is guiding many of us or many people who are trying to have impact to think about what this bite sized kind of powerful engagement is.
4: Yeah. Someone used the term um, a while ago and told me it's like, it's snappable volunteering, right? Right. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) I love it.
4: And it's true. It's like, you don't have to plan ahead. It's not like this big four hour, you know, meal that you have with 20 other people you know it's it's a snack (laughs) it's (laughs) you grab it and you go and you're done you know and it's it's what you needed at that time right and it's it's highly fulfilling and it's there's no planning ahead we are you know as you said audrey it's like we are now a society that you know deals in bursts Mm -hmm. of activity we're not anymore this long we, we get a snippet of news on our phone. We, you know, we do a burst of email or a burst of work, but it's not anymore this long right. stretch of monotony. Mm-hmm. And, and this volunteering is exactly that. It's, it's a thing in your day, a segment, and it's unplanned, and you can do it unplanned. So well, what's
1: next? What's yeah, next wait, for you? What's going on in these next few weeks? Where are the next yeah. months? What do you need? So,
4: yeah, so right now um, we are hard at work at releasing a free version of our app nationally so that anyone can do this. Any organization can just adopt this and do this in their city, in their region, and self-manage their own, you know, volunteering process, their own home delivery And, you know, that requires enormous resources. It's always been in our product backlog. Um, But now, basically, we said, all right, all hands on deck. We're going to release a big national app. Everyone can have access to it. They can all do home deliveries. And it's, you know, that's our development team is, you know, heads down doing that right now.
1: So are you raising money right now? Is there an app that you'd like to? to, Yeah. uh, So, you know,
4: there's a lot of. Um, resources in Pittsburgh right now and the world you know in terms of people wanting to support something and I would say you know if I make a specific kind of um, ask of the tech community, you know we are one of the few tech nonprofits in in the United States and definitely the only tech nonprofit in pittsburgh, and so if there 's one thing the tech community can can kind of really coalesce around it would be you know hopefully for one to food rescue as we create this tool that is extremely impactful in these pandemic times and even beyond.
0: Definitely. Leah I can say you are not just doing Pittsburgh Proud, you're doing the world proud here because this thing scales it's just gonna help so many people. We just love it. So we got just a couple minutes I- we can kind of get you uh to, to let us just think about ways that like we can all kind of come together as a community. How are you kind of navigating these tough times right now? Obviously you're working remote like the rest of us where our dogs bark in the background and have fun. So what's going Kids on?
4: Bark in the background.
0: <laughs> exactly.
4: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been our team. It's, it's been a special experience for sure. I mean, to try and respond to crisis remotely um, my email volume has increased exponentially. It's it, for me, this is a first world problem for sure. But it's, you know, it's it's, 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 I don't know. I don't even know, you know, I hear a lot of criticism about how some agencies have been slow or have been, you know, but really we can't criticize at this time. Everyone is doing their best and, and navigating something that they've never seen before in a way that they've never done before. Um, and and I, you know, kudos to everyone who is responding. Kudos to our healthcare workers and all of the organizations that are trying to do their best.
0: Great stuff. Thank you so much for joining us. Like I said, appreciate you taking the time out of your day to help get this message out. So 412 Food Rescue, you guys are the best. We love you.
4: Thank you. We love you too. Well, hey,
0: Audrey, Thank you. We're taking a quick break a socially distant break. We're coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio to tell more awesome stories of what's happening here in Pittsburgh's tech ecosystem and beyond. This is Jonathan Kirstening.
1: And this is Audrey Russo.
0: Learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org. All right, welcome back, everybody. Yes, Tech Vibe Radio marches on no matter what's going on out there because we know there are awesome, positive stories to tell throughout Pittsburgh's tech ecosystem. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Rousseau. Audrey, it's so cool being able to link up with you on Zoom and have guests come in through Zoom. Except I have,
1: when I do radio, I don't have to get dressed up.
0: No, you don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can be as slouchy as you want to be. Right <laughs> know. But now I have to show my face, at least the mullet part, the front the part. The mullet part. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, okay. yeah, we have a guest who it, I've known for quite a while. She's in a new role, leading a relatively new role, I guess it's not that new of the Boys and Girls Club. And uh, I will pass the baton and let her introduce herself. I like it, and we're going to get started. Yes, we are. So, who do we have in the house?
2: Hey, guys, I'm so happy and honored to be here today on Tech Vibe Radio. And, um, always have loved partnering with the Pittsburgh technology council for at least over a decade now. So, um, now I'm with boys and girls clubs of Western Pennsylvania. I'm the CEO there and, um, I have been here about a year, so I don't know know how saying you're new, you know, um, but it might seem weird that boys and girls clubs is involved in kind of this tech conversation, but I'm hoping to tell you why we're involved and why we hope to get a little bit more involved.
0: So, Lisa, how do you pronounce your last name? Because I know I will mess it up. Yeah,
2: it's uh, Abel Palmieri.
0: Uh, Abel Palmieri. I was going to go more French with it at the end, and I'm glad I didn't.
2: (laughs) I think, like, technically, if you were really putting the Italian on, it
1: would be like Palmieri.
0: That's what I was thinking. Palmieri. (laughs)
1: Love that. Love that. (laughs) Okay, so give a little bit of background about the organization that you're running. Yeah, and models of service, and why such a focus on tech and STEM. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Thanks for that. So Boys and Girls Clubs of Western Pennsylvania has been around a long time. We were actually founded in 1888, and we started as the Boys Club of Pittsburgh in the Lawrenceville section of the city. And originally, the clubs were created, so um, young people that worked actually had a place to go to rest and relax. And over the years, you know, Boys and Girls Clubs changed, and um, you know, started to have more what we're traditionally known for, which is after school summer and recreation programs. I can't tell you half of the leaders in this city that have said to me, Oh, I went to Shadyside Boys and Girls Club, or oh, I went to Carnegie really? or cool. oh, Lawrenceville. Oh, yeah. So I cross paths daily with alumni. It's wonderful. And then in the eighties, girls were allowed to start coming. So that's a great thing. And the
0: 1980s not- when they had to change the name up a little bit, right? <laughs> yep,
2: yep, yep. So now it was the boys and girls clubs. Nice. And, um, you know, I would say another little notable thing maybe is I'm the first female CEO in 131 years. So really? a change. yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Very cool. <laughs> change there too and you know traditionally like I said we've had these really long-standing wonderful programs and as Pittsburgh is evolving and our kids are evolving and the communities we serve are evolving we've had to think about changing so we do have standalone brick and mortar clubhouses in seven neighborhoods around the Pittsburgh metro and then we actually have one in Somerset County as well Hmm. so we have these brick and mortar standalone sites But our model of service has started to change where we also really have a standalone youth workforce development center, as well as school-based programs. And last but not least, we go into the schools during the day to offer programs right now with seven school districts. So, you know, our model of service has really changed. And in particular, as it relates to STEM, we know that the kids that we generally serve, which just demographically a little bit, About 72% of the families we serve are single parent households. So uh, we do definitely serve a population of moms that, and you know, single parents, whether that be grandma, dad, whomever, and it allows them to work. So, just in terms of like overall broad economics, it allows our parents to really sustain employment and work. So, there's that kind of economic impact. And then, in terms of the kids we serve, we're pretty diverse socioeconomically, whereas um, about, you know, 70% of our kids in all of our clubhouses, uh, qualify for free and reduced lunch. And then in three of our clubhouses, a hundred percent of the kids do. Oh, wow. Yeah. So and what, what we t- see t- a lot of times is that, um, you know, our kids generally come from school districts that don't have very robust STEM programs.
1: So what, what's happening right now uh, as this COVID-19 is, is occurring and there's, there's massive shut, you know, shutdowns.
2: Yeah it was really hard it was like you know we saw our kids um on a on a Thursday afternoon and now we haven't seen them for 3 weeks.
1: Yeah I
0: you know but it's awful. Are you
2: keeping in touch with them? We are. So we've been doing a lot right now during this COVID-19 time, you know, keeping our ourselves busy and connecting with our families. We've done wellness checks and wellness calls with over a thousand of our members. Our membership is several thousand. So we still predict we're going to call a few more thousand. But we have at least started with a thousand of those. And we've done a lot of needs assessment to really at this time even determine the biggest needs our families are saying they have right now are simple things, right? So like cleaning and um, yeah. it's in hygiene supplies. 45% of our family serving are in
1: desperate need of those items. So if people Lord. want to help out, if people want to help out as they're listening to the show. Yes,
2: please do. We, we do have um, a relief effort going on on our website that you can go to bgcwpa.org. One of the things that we're doing that's really unique is we are actually using our agency vans and we are delivering and porch dropping um, nice. hygiene buckets. Very so we've had a few corporate sponsors work with us on that. And um, nice. like the, the, some of the spirit companies to Lowe's Home Improvement and um, the Hayward House, the Can Hayward Foundation just really helped us out the large donation. So folks are really helping out. But our goal is to build 700 of these kits based off of the demand from our families. And wow. we're right now to build about 219. So we have a little bit of a ways to go if companies or individuals are out there listening that want to have immediate impact now.
1: So we'll share that link we on our own Absolutely. website on COVID on, on uh, ways of helping. So yeah. we'll definitely do that.
0: Immediately, uh, people a new... are,
1: are listening and they're you know in a place where they don't have access. Just uh, we'll give the link out at the end of this uh, this excerpt. Thank you.
2: And I mean, I think just since you're the tech council, it's important to also note that we are really leveraging technology right now to stay in touch with our families. So we are doing what we're calling Insta Clubhouse and we are doing live sessions Monday through Friday during the day for three brackets of kids for K to three, for grade four to seven, and then for teens. We're also doing free ACT and SAT test prep on Thursday nights for teens, as well as continuing to work with our workforce development youth um, in private sessions for them as well. So the tech, not only just from you know the the staff to stay connected, but also to stay connected with our kids, has been extremely beneficial during this time.
1: So what about what about you as a leader? How are you holding up? <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's a lot of long nights. You know, I'm sure many of your listeners have also been following the SBA loans carefully and thinking about unemployment and how to manage all of that. So, you know, it's it's definitely been some long days. It's interesting. Some folks have said to me, "I'm probably the same as you guys." Um, oh, so it must be nice to be like working from home and you get to like have some chill time. And that I'm was like,
0: wonderful, <laughs> right? Yes, we love it. Oh yeah, best. One actually, more Zoom call. I just can't get enough of them. I know.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's worth it, though. I mean, it's it is worth it because we have a good mission. We have a really important mission, and um, we're trying to mobilize all across the county, and including actually getting ready to open up a one of our clubhouses going to reopen for essential personnel from Allegheny County. So any Allegheny County employees that need school age care will be able to enroll for free at our Estelle S. Campbell Clubhouse in Lawrenceville. So there's that option too. So you also have this
1: teen accelerator. Yeah. Yeah. What is so, that? Yeah. So I don't want to accelerate a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> you would
0: decelerate them a little bit, right? <laughs> right?
2: So, so here's the deal. We had this kind of persistent, I guess you want to say like challenge where a lot of times because our traditional programs were almost more care focused and enrichment focused, that ah. after fifth grade, these kiddos would leave. But yet they didn't want to leave, but we didn't have necessarily a lot of programming for them. So we've really been intentional about launching our CareerWorks program. And CareerWorks is a standalone youth workforce development program right now for ages 14 to 18. We are building out 16 to 24 year old out of school youth programming as well. But this Career works program has a couple of different tracks, including CareerWorks High, which is really focused on like academic remediation, soft skill, power skill development. And then there's the Artificial Intelligence Pathways Institute and Teen Accelerator, which is, you know, when we saw you guys, at your AI event that you had had earlier this year, we were oh, like, sure. sure that the companies that you work with know about this. So um, the Artificial Intelligence Pathways Institute is a PA Smart funded program. We're engaging teens all across the county. PPG is our major supporter of this program. We'd love to engage some other companies. And what we're ready to do next is go from the kids working in this after school tech accelerator and
0: mm-hmm.
2: the summer camp program to actually register these apprenticeships. So we're working right now to register apprenticeships in a variety of AI and robotics occupations.
0: So Lisa, we got just a couple minutes left, and this is really important to Audrey and I. Yeah. And uh, we wanna see more girls getting involved in tech, more women getting involved in tech. And obviously what, you've been down that road and been very successful at it with, with the position that you are in. What's some advice you can give to parents out there to make sure that they really try to encourage their their, their daughters? as they as they begin to grow up and become interested in tech and science.
2: Absolutely. And the first thing I want to say is, you know, I'm also definitely the proud recipient of the 2013 nonprofit chief information officer of the year award from the Pittsburgh. Tech. Yeah, right. That's right. We, I, we remember I'm, that. That's right. it's still- <laughs> A while ago right. but i have to say even for me um i've seen it change so much since 2013 the more girls ha- and women have started to get involved with so many initiatives that the tech council and others lead but i really think it's so important that we start when kids are young we have to start when they're in elementary middle school and show them people that look like them and not just girls but people of color that are also everybody
0: yeah so absolutely.
2: give them opportunities enroll in programs and um you know, Show them that it's cool to be tech. Definitely.
0: And so Lisa, so one more time name? before we wrap this thing up, what's your website? So that way people want to donate, that they can do that in this time of crisis right now.
2: Thank you so much for that. It's
1: www.bgcwpa.org. Okay. Awesome. So we'll have that on our website too. Absolutely. So I mean, there's no there's wondering not, wondering not everyone to it might to it. get that. We'll just add it to it. Well, first of all, thanks for being an amazing role model and for caring about this work and working remotely to t- continue to try to tether your community together because it's really tough to do during these times of isolation. And uh, hopefully come the summer, those programs will start to reappear yes. and uh, you will continue to do your great work. So thank Absolutely. you, Lisa. Thank so you I'll so be- much
2: for your time, everyone. Take care. Thank
1: you. Absolutely. So i another tech vibe under
0: our belt. COVID be damned. It's not, we're, we're, we're bringing you tech vibe no matter what, because there's great stories like Lisa's out there. Tune in next Wednesday for more Tech Vibe Radio. Go to pghtech.org to learn more about the Pittsburgh Tech Council. This is Jonathan Kirsting.
1: And this is Audrey Russo.
0: Have a great Wednesday night, everybody.